You're listening to The Perth Property Show, Australia's only weekly property podcast by West Australian experts for West Australian listeners. Catch your latest episode every Monday at 7am. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Perth Property Show. My name is Trent Fleskins, your host as always. And this week, we have Annie Cowley from Ray White, who is the number one real estate agent for Mount Hawthorne. In our three years, we haven't spoken about Mount Hawthorne on the podcast, and I thought it was the right time given it is super hotly contested right now and we have a fantastic agent to help us talk about it. Annie, thanks for coming in for the first time. Oh, my absolute pleasure. I can't believe Mount Hawthorne hasn't hit the the podcast yet, but I'm glad to be here. Yeah, look, it's always been on the radar, but it's been a case of, I guess, our listeners looking into North Perth, Leederville, Joondana, those sort of areas, but Mount Hawthorne's always been there ticking along and just like most other blue chip suburbs in Perth, it's probably picked up about 15% recently, hasn't it? And a lot of good reasons for that happening as well is that some things have changed since 2017 in Mount Hawthorne as we've now got Bob Hawke college come into the mix we're within the catchment zone for that so we've got a great primary school being Mount Hawthorne primary and also that Bob Hawke college for the secondary catchment so there's a lot of families pushing into Mount Hawthorne at the moment which is just amazing. Let's talk a bit of history Annie when we think about Mount Hawthorne I think about a whole lot of post-war homes that are sitting on 480 square meter blocks approximately yeah something like that and uh, there has to be a lot of stories coming off of those streets. You think of Coogee, Flinders, Matlock, Shakespeare, all these great streets, great avenues running off of Scarborough Beach Road. Tell us what was going on 80 years ago. Oh, 80 years ago, there used to be a tram down Scarborough Beach Road. It was an amazing working class culture back in those days, very Italian based. And I think if you had money, you went to Leaderville. I think Mount Hawthorne, when I first moved to Perth in 2000, Mount Hawthorne was like the poor cousin of Leaderville. Yeah, the bridesmaid. Absolutely. And so it's so nice now to see it really growing with a beautiful demographic of buyers. And Hawaiian came in and bought the mess, spent $10 million on redeveloping that shopping centre. I mean, I remember pushing my trolley through that shopping centre and having to sort of miss all the potholes, you know, (laughs) back in the day. So they've done a fantastic job. So with that development of the shopping centre has come some amazing cafes, restaurants and it's really developed that strip in Mount Hawthorne so it's a really nice local vibe there now. It was a bit of an old person suburb I reckon 20-30 years ago. Have we had a changing of the guard? Absolutely I think what happens is unfortunately that older generation go and then the kids come in and take over the homes and either renovate them these beautiful old characters that have brought back to life with you know brand new renovations some get knocked and you know beautiful new homes get built but 100% we're seeing a, a really big push of young family young professional even the downsizers want to come because everyone we talk about walkability and I think you know Mount Hawthorne probably scores a 10 out of 10 for walkability because you have the ability to come home park the car and everyone loves being able to walk up on a summer's night grab some dinner have a you know a glass of wine and then walk home with the kids there's nothing more peaceful I think than being able to do that. Mount Hawthorne for me is one of those very few suburbs in Perth where because it's a bit of an avenue set up and you don't have all these cul-de-sacs and turning five times to get to our finally to get to our street everyone's coming off the high street so it is just a case of step out of your home turn left or turn right and then you're you're right there with the cafes or iga or wherever it needs to be that's a lifestyle that's the sort of lifestyle that you think of in melbourne and sydney as well it's very villagey and i think that's one of the things that is a big theme in mount hawthorne is that promote local and support local and i think the neighborhood have that and a lot of suburbs do have sort of their own little facebook pages mount hawthorne have mount hawthorne hub and it's very much about locals promoting local neighborhood and also businesses 
It used to be a working class suburb. We said that back in the day. It's obviously gentrified massively. It's an inner city suburb. It's a blue chip suburb. It's more of a higher class suburb these days. Do you have to be rich to get in? No, not at all. I think we have, you know, sort of entry level starting to be in that high nines, early ones for something that's sort of an unrenovated character on that sort of 490 block that you were talking about. But a lot of that demographic that comes in, mums and dads both have to work. Kids are a mix of private schools. So they go to that new Bob Hawke um, College, which is an amazing public school. And so there's some extra money, but there's not the money tree at the back. So there's still a working class culture, but it's very much that there's some extra money, but there's still value for money. Reference kids there, quite a few childcare centres popping up around town. It is ridiculous. The Brickworks has just been knocked over, which has been there for, you know, so many years. And so that's just been knocked and a new childcare, Kids Galore is going there. We've got what, NIDO, I think, Early Learning Centre that's coming up on Scarborough Beach Road. Yeah, there's some amazing early learning centres I can't believe how many are popping up but that's because of what we're surrounded it's those young professionals that are coming in that are having kids that are going back to work so yeah. that's why there's no way to send the kids really no nowhere at all and so it's really nice that there's some local childcare places that they can drop on the way to work and pick up on the way home after we get past that though we've got the primary schools and there are a couple of really nice primary schools in the area aren't there oh Mount Hawthorne's exploded I think there's six or seven streams now in each year so and that's got a fantastic reputation so that is absolutely a big reason why people come and then you've got Aramore primary in Leaderville, which is you know a beautiful little catholic school and you've got a couple of other little private primary schools around as well talking about parks we've spoken a lot about the high street but what about the greenery oh the greeneries i mean there's parks in every direction you really can't go wrong you start with les lilliman on london street you wander through to braithwaite you've got the massive britannia oval that offers all the cricket the rugby there's a braithwaite that offers that beautiful little park with all the flying foxes and things like that. You've got Menzies Park with all the footy. Yeah, you've, you've got one in every direction. One thing I want to talk about was the split between north and south of Scarlet Beach Road. Yes. A lot of people wouldn't recognise that there is a Mount Hawthorne section there south of Scarlet Beach Road. They all think it's probably just leadable. What's the difference there in terms of price points but also property type? So, okay, so a lot of buyers do come in and they say to me, we, we want to be south of Scarborough Beach Road and they draw a rectangle around some of those streets. And I think a lot of that comes from the history with Leaderville because so many people wanted to actually be in Leaderville, not Mount Hawthorne. So there was a massive push. The closer you are to Leaderville, the better part of Mount Hawthorne you are. But now I think that north side's really come into its own because you really want to be in walking distance to Mount Hawthorne now. And a lot of that north side, you're not anywhere near the freeway. You don't have any major um, traffic noise from the, the main arteries. So I think Really, you can't go wrong north or south of Scarborough Beach Road. If I was a young, skilled couple, yes. would Mount Hawthorne be the right place for me to be doing a bit of a reno on a really solid old post-war home? 100%. I see a lot of it. I actually see, probably reckon I see more people renovating the existing home than knocking down a new home. Would that be correct? Yes, 100%. And that's what we want to see as well. Is the some old of these, pointing. Oh, some of these old beautiful homes. You know, we want, we want those young, skilled, professional couples to come in and reinvigorate them. That's why we love Mount Hawthorne. We love the high ceilings. We love the Jarrah flooring. We love that character appeal. So we love it when these young couples, and there are some amazing young couples that do phenomenal renovations. So 100%, if you've got some, even if you don't have skill and you have to pay someone to do it, from a value point of view, you'll come in, you'll buy that old renovated character, you'll do a renovation, and if you have to sell, you will make money. Mm, because it's so tight in, in regards to the supply of good product yes. in the area. It's always one of the fastest selling suburbs, but it's also one of the suburbs with the least listings as well. Does that make your life hard? 
there's always one complaint with real estate agents. Either you've got too many on the books and you're worried about selling them. At the moment, that is not the issue we have in Mount Hawthorne. It's the issue of getting enough stock to sell. If I had 10 unrenovated, 10 beautifully renovated and 10 brand new, I'd be laughing because there is enough buyers out there in the marketplace at the moment to satisfy all of those. But yeah, it's just supply. Let's talk about those buyers. Yes. Historically, since you've been a real estate agent, mm-hmm. How would you characterise them and is that still the same buyer today? So that, I agree, yes. The similar demographic have been pushing into the marketplace. I think Bob Hawke has really helped cement Mount Hawthorne as a really family demographic. I think buyers nowadays are organised. So they've visited their broker, they've been to their bank, they've had their pre-approval, they know what they can spend and they're ready because they don't want to miss out. Well, they'd want to be, yeah. Otherwise, they will miss out in a place like Mount Hawthorne. There's a lot of people buying cash as well. Yes, and they're not always cash, right? No, they're just prepared with finance, taking a little bit of a risk. 100%. And as an agent, I always say, you know, make sure they understand there's no backstop there. But yeah, I think you have to be really organised now and you actually need to know what your limit is. And you do, I mean... You look back in 2019 when the market was tough and no one was walking in saying, what is the number I need to pay? And now that's the conversation that you have on a good home. Mm. Sellers, I'm guessing that has started to transition a little bit now. It would have been a lot of old nonnas, a lot of deceased estates yes. back in the day. How has it changed or is it still that little mix of that? I think you always get a mix, don't you? So you always have that older generation that are either downsizing or transitioning to some care. And so you have that kind of ones that, and often they're your unrenovated because they've lived in that home for the last 50 years and have been very happy with what it's provided. So you have that demographic. Unfortunately, you get some deceased estates that come through. You have some divorces, but you do get those young professional couples that can just break in and then they're ready to upgrade. So you do get a really nice mix of different homes that come on the market for different reasons. I see a lot of newer stock sitting south of the highway. some big two-story homes. You don't tend to see those north of the highway. Why is that? You're right, there seem to be more money that's been sent on that south of the highway to start with, but definitely it's changing. There's been some huge money being spent on some beautiful builds. Um, I think that comes from the old south of Scarborough Beach Road, that's where we want to be. And the prices definitely have, there's no difference really now between if you build that brand new two-storey home south of Scarborough Beach Road to north, you're still going to get the same dollar value at the moment. Let's talk about house types. There aren't that many. There's obviously a lot of the post-war stuff on about 480, 490 square meter block, Mm -hmm. uh, but there's obviously some density coming up along the highway, uh, along Oxford Street, those sort of spaces. Tell us about the cheapest thing you can buy in Mount Hawthorne right now. Look, there's some old apartments that you can buy for sort of under that 300 mark, but there's not a lot. You have to be really clever to pick up something in the six or the seven, and I think there's minimal opportunity for that. But there are some great apartments around. And the beautiful thing about some of the apartments in Mount Hawthorne is actually you get city views which you don't get in every suburb. We don't so, call Mount Hawthorne for nothing. No, that's exactly yeah. right. So there are actually some amazing apartments with good views, and I think you can still get in them for you know good dollar value. But from a housing point of view, it's tough. It's tough to get in under sort of that 900 on a, anything on a 480 block at the moment. I think you're being a bit generous. 900 is pretty low. 900 is low. Like I'm selling 1.1. things up. Yeah, well, I'm definitely, they've got a one in front of them. If you're on, on an unrenovated on that sort of standard block, you're not selling for under a one in front. I guess a little bit daunting for a lot of people. I've got mm. a really close friend right now who's been looking for the last two years in Mount Hawthorne and, and kicking himself because he didn't didn't buy a couple of years ago for about the 950. Yes. That's about 1.1 now, that sort of product. 
that's about as cheap as it gets before you start walking through home opens of properties that have been fully renovated or on brand new townhouses. Yeah, and I think that's where those couples need to look for good opportunities. So there are the, the SAS and the East and the Linton Streets that offer th- mainly 377 square metre lots and you can pick up some unrenovated or some beautifully renovated properties there and therefore you can pick them up for a little bit cheaper just because of the block size. The location there is still amazing. They're right next to Menzies Park. So I think that's a really good space for if you don't have the 1.3s, the one fours to spend is to target those streets because that is a really good opportunity but yeah if you were looking in 219 and you didn't buy it hurts how expensive can it get in that hawthorne what have you seen oh i mean i think the record for the suburb is up over the twos you know once upon a time there was a sale in edinburgh that was hit over the two mark and i think we all went wow that's amazing and now it's a regular occurrence yeah and i reckon there are a few properties that are quite tightly held in mount hawthorne that haven't sold before that have been renovated slash built that would be easily worth two and a half, possibly high twos, possibly oh. three mil. And they just, they just family homes. And But the value in them, you look and go, wow, that's a pretty amazing property. That would break records. 100%. And I've walked into a few recently and appraised somewhere. I just go, this is going to, it's going to satisfy a massive demographic that will love Mount Hawthorne. And it's actually very cleverly built. Like the floor plans are amazing. They're going to satisfy families from... No kids, two kids, two downsizers. So they can live in those these homes for you know the next 25 to 30 years and not have to move. So 100%. Those properties south of Scarborough Beach Road have been developed. They were bigger properties. They've been pushed into the 300 square metre space. Are there many more development potential properties available in Mount Hawthorne? They're few and far between. So when you find them, you find developers jump on them. The council are... I think doing a great job in terms of changing some of the zoning. They've gone from R30 to R20 on some of the streets in Mount Hawthorne to try and keep the big family blocks, which I think is amazing because we can see surrounding suburbs, you know, you can build on 170 square metres. So I think they're doing a great job at maintaining yeah. the culture of the, the suburb, which I think is beautiful. But yeah, I think on main roads is where you can also capitalise and get some bigger blocks. And we're seeing that happen because the zoning there for often is R60s. So yeah, there, there will always be those main road development opportunities. And what I about th- backing onto a laneway? There's a few laneways. Yeah, there's quite a few laneways in Mount Hawthorne. So yeah, that uh, some people love it. And so that it gives you flexibility on what that looks like for garaging and things like that. So yeah, there, there's lots of laneways you can capitalise on. Let's talk about the median house price. Final question, Annie Cow. Yes. What is it? About 907. Okay. If you had $907,000 in your back pocket right now, it's cash. You have to buy a cash amount Hawthorne. What could you buy? What would you buy? Not enough to go and buy a 445 square metre with an unrenovated two by one. I think I would be heading to like the East Sass Lintons and trying to snap up something. Okay. Bonus question. If you had any amount of reasonable money for you that you would have to spend in Mount Hawthorne, mm-hmm. what would be the property and what would be the street? And how much would it cost? Oh, good question, right? So I think that to spend money in Mount Hawthorne is a measured risk. Because I, I honestly believe, I live in Mount Hawthorne, so I can sell you Mount Hawthorne any day of the week. So I honestly feel that as a suburb, it's always going to maintain its value. So in terms of spending high amount of money, I'm not concerned about that because I think I'll always get it back. I would try and target a street where there's a bigger block. What's the street, Annie? Oh, you're What's your favourite street? Favourite street. I've got quite a few favourite streets, right? So it's very hard. But for me, it's not only just the street, but it's also I want to draw a circle around where I don't have to walk too far to the shops. All right. Well, so give I me think some that's for me. Then. So 
I don't mind a Shakespeare because they've put the... Streets, the dog legs. Yeah, the dog yeah. legs where I now avoid Shakespeare driving. So I think that you've got nice quiet streets. I think Dunedin Street's got some 623 square metre lot. Shakespeare's the same. So I would probably target one of those. If I was going south of Scarborough Beach, I'd love the Boulevard right near the park. I love Matlock. Agena Street's pretty amazing as well. So I'd be targeting kind of those two spaces that's really close to the, the hood. Yep. Um, and then buying, trying to get something on a bigger block. And I would be, I would probably be buying the unrenovated if I had a choice. Yep. And I'd go in and buy the unrenovated and do the amazing renovation myself. Well, there you go, everyone. You heard it first from Annie Cow. Shakespeare, Dunedin, Matlock, Agena, as close as you can to the strip without being too close, yep, I assume. Absolutely. And you'll pay what you have to to get in. Yep. Annie Cow from Ray White, thank you very much for coming in and talking Mount Hawthorne, one of my favourite suburbs, and I can't believe we've waited this long to get there. Thanks so much for having me, Trent. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Perth Property Show. If you've only just joined the conversation, you can catch up by heading over to our website, perthpropertyshow.com.au, subscribing to the podcast or joining our Facebook page. Don't forget to tune in next Monday at 7am for more expert insights, local analysis and suburb spotlights. Happy hunting!